I am so jealous that you got the Rivers of Blood sword. And the Okina mask. I, I'm, I'm like super, super jelly right now. On a test run, though, I got to say, I don't think I'm going to be using the double-handed feature. Why? Really? Why? Did you not see how fast I died? Oh, that's yeah, I guess, but that's maybe that's a, a matter of you getting more getting used, used to it. To yes, how? but Plus you also I do considerably better with I don't lie my meteorite staff. But hey, because, I'm a magic build. That's also so. because you don't dodge that much with the uh, astrologer. I I do a lot of dodging. Come on, I do I mean, you, you do dodging, but like you're you not. You know this one thing though. You don't dual wield stuff. I don't. Which is something that I do on my build. That because on my build on the non-dominant hand is where I use the meteorite staff, and on the other hand I use the sword of night and flame. Mm. So at any point in time I can use either magic or melee without having to scroll through. And I think what you did was you put all of your weapons in your right hand, so you got to scroll through everything, right? Well, what I do, yeah, that's kinda, that is what I do, but... Well, you got you to gotta do it dual wielding because then it's not efficient. You can't do the same thing at Okay, the but then time. you're also telling me to dual wield the katana. That's dual only wielding, one. I mean, dual wielding the katana is obviously priority, but... If I mean, not dual wielding, I'm sorry. Two-handing. Yeah, if you're... But you still can do it. You can still do it when you're having the when you have the dual wield also. And so you've got three options right there. Yes, I know it sounds weird, but even though you have the staff and the sword in one hand, you can also take the dominant hand and use both hands yeah. on the weapon. So you have all three options if you set it up that way. Two-handing the katana is obviously priority because you get more critical hit damage and then you're really a vampire, especially with the stuff that I told you to put on. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the CrossGen Podcast. This is our 66th episode. Whoa. Order 66. 66. Right? No. Damn. God. Execute Order 66. Would have been a perfect Yeah, if we were talking about Star beast. Wars. Yeah. Oh, no. Okay, let's talk about Star Wars real quick. No. So Rise of Skywalker sucks. There you okay, go. Okay, there we go. Oh, did Moving you, on. Wait, wait, hold on. The Lego Rise of Skywalker thing came out, right? Yes. Well, Man, Skywalker Saga. Skywalker it's Saga. awesome. Yeah, it's I've seen like it too. A lot of really, really good reviews. The story is going to be kind of whack. Well, well the Rise st- of Skywalker is yeah. going to be yeah. whack, yeah. but all I know is that it looks like it has an awesome Darth Maul scene. Darth Maul, Phantom well, Menace, does the Skywalker all nine one, movies. Entire, two, three, four, yes. five, Whoa. six, seven, eight, nine. That's crazy. So, and there's going to be other Lego Star Wars games coming out. I would probably guess. not for a while now. Yeah. <laughs> we gotta wait. This for was like stuff. a this was like a huge thing for them to push out. Like thirty years in the future, right? Well, they need to start making mainstream Star Wars movies. I mean, can uh, they do good mainstream Star Wars movies? Yeah, like but, shows, but that's basically just one level. <laughs> Huh? That's pretty basically like that's gonna be like a super short game. No, but with with the with the show. I mean, if you also yeah. add the short stories like Rogue One and Solo. And no, even with the short, even with the episodes, like you could do it by episode. 
Oh, the you episodes know, would be a little bit small. You, would I would, you know it. what I would do with that? I would make a DLC for the Skywalker saga. Hmm. DLC where you where you can drop in the story mode for the Mandalorian. Combine the Mandalorian with the Boba Fett, and then you have a, a Mandalorian slash Boba Fett. Um, I still think it's going to be a very very quick game. Yeah, but you know, you'll it's be still done. Be cool. That's maybe that's you could do that for a mobile game. A mobile yeah. game because that mobile games are usually short like that, right? Not really. So. Stories can be long on mobile. Well, you also have to factor in the boss fights for the Lego Star Wars games can sometimes be a little tough. So it's not one and done. Like, there'll probably be a boss fight for Moth Gideon. There'll probably be a boss fight for Cara Dune when you first meet her. There's like a whole bunch of stuff you could do. Yeah. But nothing from Book of Boba Fett. <laughs> God. I mean, both of them are going to fight. But that's my the, well, the hipster, the hipster, um, as much cyclists as, or whatever. As, as much as I hate them, the Uber droidicas. What about the the Wookiee? That's still not like uh, the Black Chrysanthemum. Or the <laughs> okay, maybe face. him. The you know the the other ones. They're like mini bosses, right? The stinky face bounty hunter, or maybe um the stinky face bounty hunter. Yeah, who's that? Yeah. Um, blue face, stupid. Cad Bane is the best. Stop, right now. Um, Stop yeah. right now. Stop right now. Really? And other, uh, I was about to say Ragnar. Um, <laughs> the Rancor. Rancor. <laughs> imagine, Rancor. imagine the yeah. show Vikings in Lego form. Oh, yes, yes. No. that would be cool. That would be genuinely cool. Oh, that oh, would be so fight the messed Rancor, up. Though. You fight the Rancor. Yeah, except. But still, it's I, only a brief scene. Although, if you really want to make that a boss it. fight, but you can extend yeah, that it. would have to be the only boss fight of, of Boba Fett because really, there's nothing really happened in that show. To be quite honest, it'll be like the phase two of whatever. But whatever, whatever, whatever. We're going off track here. We got to get on to our main. Yeah, episode sixty six. Anyway, see that. Got to get on to our main topic. Uh, before we we do, I would like to invite our audience to please rate, review, and subscribe to this little podcast. Um, the best way you can su- show some support to the podcast is to leave us a rating on Apple T on Apple Podcasts. So, um, yeah, go ahead and do that. You know what I'm saying? Yes, we got a little distracted because my wife decided she wanted to put on the iPhone while we were podcasting. So I was like getting jiggy with it or yeah. whatever. <laughs> Out of all the things, getting jiggy with it na, na, interrupted na, na, us. Na, 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 Does that mean we need to slap Will Smith? Will Smith <laughs> Do we slap Will Smith because of that? I know. Too soon? Too soon. Too soon. No, not okay. too soon. That was perfect. Too soon. All right. Anyway, um, the real reason we're here is we did a podcast about a month ago on... Elden Ring, which is probably the hugest thing in video games out there right now. I mean, I can't even think of any property that comes even close to Elden Ring. It's and we're already four months into yeah. 2022, right? It's sidelined literally every other game project that was supposed to be coming out. I mean, like, I was doing maybe a couple other games before this. This is like, as you're about to find out taken up substantial amounts of my gaming time i mean there are thousands of videos on youtube or even even probably even more than that millions you know and so um what we're gonna do here the first episode that we did was kind of like a 
beginner's course to Elden Ring, you know, where we kind of went through the classes and, you know, best early game weapons that you can get. We've kind of progressed a little bit past that, right? We're kind of mid-game right now because this game is huge. I mean, it is a gigantic game to play. I think we've, I think, Probably I've already played like thirty or forty hours, and I'm I'm still I still haven't opened up maybe a third of the map. Right? I you know what's weird? The map that I showed you, I think it was like, uh, I don't think you can travel to like any other place beyond the snow area, which is weird because I saw that map and it was there were multiple maps showing it, so I don't think that's really, I don't know, it's weird. I guess that's part of the DLC. There is a DLC coming out. Oh, um, yeah. I just don't know. I, we can look that up as, as we go along. But, yeah, the game is huge, right? Mm-hmm. And the, the, the great thing about the game is that it's really not linear mm-hmm. in terms of basically it is this huge sandbox of a game that if you want to skip bosses, you can skip bosses. If you want to take on bosses, you can do that. If there's enemies that you can't handle, you can leave them alone, go level up, and then come back and kick their you-know-whats afterwards. <laughs> funny you know? story. Oh, God. So, like, I was traveling. There's a traveling, lot of funny stories in Elden Ring, right? I was traveling through the mountaintop of the Giants, right? That's, like, a very, 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 very annoying and difficult place. Um, to get to this one because I like unlocking as much of the map as I possibly can. Agreed. On the way to get this one map for the eastern section of it, I had to travel along the shores of a frozen lake, and visibility drops down to zero. Wow. Like, there is a legit blizzard going on in this lake. Out of nowhere from, like, like... Out of nowhere, I start hearing the boss music, and I'm like, wait, what the hell? Where is it? (laughs) And then next thing I know, like, this ice dragon just comes out of the fog like, And I'm like, holy crap. Those dragons, (laughs) they're big, but they're sneaky as hell, right? It's crazy. (laughs) Like, it happens happens early game. Is it Limgrave, right? Yeah, it is Limgrave. That you're 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 just kind of strolling to the lake, and then all of a sudden, like you said, the boss music comes out, and then the dragon just <laughs> lands out of nowhere, right? And it's like, whoa, that's kind of like a tell that this game is gonna is gonna really be different <laughs> in a sense, right? To say the least. Like there are things in Elden Ring that it almost feels like the creator does just to screw you over. Oh, right? for sure. There's like invisible <laughs> invisible staircases that you need to go to. It's just crazy. And and those chests, those um, chests that you think you're about to open and get like this beautiful sword and all of a sudden it transports you to hell. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> you know, like the first time that happened, I was so mad because it was really, really early on in the game. And frankly my character sucked and it <laughs> threw me into that that cavern that cave oh the crystal. crystal tunnel oh the my gosh tunnel. that place is hor- even now it's horrendous right i i can get through that pretty easily Kayla, Kayla yeah, but those things harsh. oh yeah those things i forgot what they're called they the, look like they look like lobsters but they they're half man half insect well, type things. actually they're more like ants with a lot of baby hands 
Yeah, those things are nasty. And they have the pest sclave. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's horrible. Weird. So we're gonna try and and kind of give you some insights on Elden Ring and how to get through um, the land. What is it called? The lands between. The lands between. Um, the lands because between. it's a tough place to be in, yeah. and and so we're we're here to give you some tips and also some moral support. So like, yeah. this is like second part of a guide. It's kind of a guide to help yeah, you out. Kind of. of. Yeah. You know, if if like our audience were here, they'd probably be on the couch, you know, mm-hmm. kind of like lying down like a psychiatrist. Mm-hmm. And we'd be just taking notes and they'll be like, well, I died over here and it's so hard. I was like, well, you know what? We can help you with that. So, so I'm going to prescribe out. for you the sword of night and flame. Yes, there you go. And God. maybe we'll direct you over to Caleb so you can get the rock sling enchant- uh, enchantment sorcery. There you go. Yeah. So let's let's start out with rune farming because that's a big thing right that's a big thing you see a lot of videos on that and quite frankly um rune farming i know it let me ask you a question do you think rune farming is kind of like akin to cheating in a way no 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 it's built look because there's a lot of things with with um elden ring where people like oh if you do this you're cheating or if you do this you're not playing the game right and stuff like that if Let's you design that. if you design the game a specific way and there are just things that you can exploit, that's part of the game. It's just exploits. If you yeah. I, I feel no shame exploiting this game because this game will, will make you, you cry. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It will make that's you cry exactly. later. So really just don't feel bad about it. Okay. Yeah. So that really being don't. said, um, we've kind of identified three pretty popular rune farms, right? Yeah. Um, now, one of the things that's kind of important, even though none of us have done it yet, is finding the golden scarab. Oh my yeah. god, you're, you're right. So but it's go- really hard, though. Yeah, I, I think I tried it the first time, and that's why I didn't do it because I yeah. tried it early on, and my character still wasn't as good, and I died pitifully. Like mm-hmm. literally, I, I was crying with my but in my hands as I was walking out of there. <laughs> where, where is oh, it? Where is the golden scarab? So the golden scarab it's, is in a place. It's located in Kaled, if I believe. I, I could be wrong. It's like. Yeah, it is in Kaled. Yeah, it's in, in like Kaled. this cliff place. So you, you've got to find your way to this hidden dungeon in Kaled. Yeah. Uh, it's called the Abandoned Cave. Now, the problem is there's not just one boss there. There's two. But they're not they're not that hard. Like I said, unfortunately, I went there when I was kind of a noob at Elden Ring. So they seem very hard. Yeah. But it's then, also tough to get there too. Yes, it is. Caleb Caleb is not a friendly place. Yeah. You know? Um, but there are more unfriendlier places as we'll we'll discuss a little bit later, right? Oh, yeah. Um oh, but God. The golden scarab is kind of, if you're going to do rune farming and you're going to do it right, you kind of need the golden scarab because what the golden scarab does is that it increases the amount of runes you get per kill. By how much? I'm curious. Um, Like, does it say vastly, greatly? Because I know those different fixtures mean different. It's like different scaling. Like by a 20% or so. 20%. Maybe like 30, yeah, 20%. 20%. Yeah, 20% uh, boost. So, so that, I mean, that makes a big deal, right? 
So, so let's see, twenty percent of eleven thousand. That's like that's an extra almost two thousand some odd runes. Like thirteen, okay. fourteen thousand now. Yeah. So fifty five thousand. Okay, well, <laughs> that's about to get into math. again, like ten thousand, ten thousand runes. I definitely need that. Yeah, yeah. I, and and you know, it may sound not a lot when you're talking about one individual kill, but if you're rune farming and you're doing it quite a bit, that stuff adds up. Mm-hmm. So it, it's probably an important thing to to get, you know. Um, so again, you have to fight these two. It's the clean rot knights and the clean rot knight boss, um, and again they they're they're sufficiently hard if you're starting out. But if you if you're kind of like a seasoned Elden Ring player, you'll you'll be able to get around them pretty quick. And like I said, the golden scarab is kind of the prerequisite that you would need to to do proper rune farming, right? Yeah. Um, so mm-hmm. I just want to like. There's also like two other items that you could get in the game. Um, first off, like there's this thing called the gold uh, pickled fowl foot, which is like easily craftable. All you need to kill is a bunch of birds and get some like uh, fireflies and stuff. You'll probably get it without even crafting it. Yeah, which, I've gotten that like you can on actually, dozens of occasions. You can actually purchase it also. Yeah, you can purchase it as well. So that also boosts rune acquisition. And then recently, mm. I just found about uh, celebrant weapons. If you go, yes. Um, Northwest of if you go northwest of Leyendo, which is sort of a middle game area, if mm-hmm. you pass through Liernia, um, there's this place um, where you'll find like a bunch of old ladies dancing around. It's kind of weird. Well, oh, they're celebrating. Yeah, they're celebrating. So you're taking their celebrant weapons. And basically, for each hit that you do with those celebrant weapons, you get plus twenty runes, which can add up over time. Yep. So combine that all together, and you have a crazy rune farm. Exactly. So those those are the things that you would need, right, to help you with rune farming. Mm-hmm. Um, but probably the the earliest place that you can get to is probably Limgrave, right? So if you go to Limgrave, there's a place there that will allow you. It it, it gets you into Kalid, mm. and from there. You're going to go to uh so you're what you're trying to do is you're trying to go to the third church of Marika and Limgrave. Okay. There's gonna be a portal sitting in the water, and that's mm. gonna transport you to Grail's Dragon Barrow. Dragon Barrows, sorry. So um yeah. And that's the place where once you get transported to, you're gonna you're gonna kind of be in a structure and there's a staircase. And there is this huge character in the middle, right in the front of the staircase. The gargoyle? Yes. Oh, so that's huge. at the beast clergy. Exactly. Clergy man. And he's just standing there. You don't want to mess with him. Yeah. Okay? Well, I've messed with him. Yeah, yeah. But if you're <laughs> you early game, yes. <laughs> if you're early game, you don't want to mess with him. Because he, he can be kind of tough if you're starting out early levels. Right? Very tough. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What you want to do is you want to go left around him. Okay, and so you can either try and sneak by him, not recommended, or you can kind of well, walk through. There's like a little ledge right toward the left, and just kind of go that way. I mean, he won't even really actually. Try and you. 
if you never attack him, he will literally never attack you. Okay. Do not. You bump can just into walk him. past. Yeah, that's him. what I'm saying. Yeah. Do not do anything to antagonize him. Yeah. So you, if he had left, there are these little speedy, oh, like God, I hate those things. Yeah. yeah annoying. Creatures. However, if you have the time and if you have the patience, and remember, you always are going to have to end up going back to your state of grace to kind of like reset everything. Mm-hmm. But if you do that. Technically, you can farm 300,000 runes in an hour. Hmm. Okay. Um, like I said, it's not probably the most efficient of the ways that we're yeah. going to explain to you. But if you have the patience and if it's early game and you want to just kind of level up really quickly and you have an hour to kill, maybe that's something you want to do because 300,000 will get you leveled up pretty quickly, especially if you're starting out. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, the second one is the one that we used a lot before we found that that last one that we're going to talk about. Mm-hmm. That's also in Kaled, and that's by the Impassable Great Bridge, I believe it is. Yes, yeah, right? that's right near Redmain Castle. Right. So that is, if I remember correctly, southeast in the southeast corner of Kaled. It's like yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, South, yeah, at southeast. the very bottom. And there. Well, why don't you explain what's what exactly is going on? Because it's a it's an interesting room farm where it's passive income in terms of rooms <laughs> yes. instead of you actually going and doing something about it, right? Yes. So all you need to do is because there 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 are two factions there. There are the red main soldiers. They're you know kind of minding their own business at first. And then there are what I like to refer to as the Kalid puppies. And they're these God. huge, monstrous, deformed wolf things yeah, that horrible. like walk on two feet. They're, they're, like, like, they're like wolf Tyrannosaurus Rexes. Yeah, exactly. Or wolf chickens. <laughs> oh, wolf chickens. Oh, no. Chicken wolves. Don't there also that is that very huge raven, too, right? I don't mess with him. So you don't. I I, I I bring him into the battle once I've gotten everybody else. I, I don't. Yeah. I don't like how agile and annoying he is. I, I even with all the things I've done, I just steer clear of the ravens. They're too annoying to me. <laughs> they are. But anyway, all you have to do is say, "Hey, look. Do you know what Rob said about your mom last night?" And then <laughs> the Literally two factions. Yeah. Uh, the uh, the soldiers and the wolves will start fighting each other and, and killing each other. Yeah. Yeah. And all you have to do, like, obviously, my little joke there was a joke, but all you need to do is just run past them. And they're like, oh, wait, you're there. I should fight you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's kind of weird when you first stumble across this thing because you have the soldiers there and you have those, those weird, weird chickens right Mm -hmm. and they're just kind of hanging around and it it takes for you to jump on torrent and just run around for them to kind of like recognize oh crap there's enemies here let's fight them yeah (laughs) but once you do it it is a glorious battlefield isn't it yes and the most important thing though is there is a silverback uh what do you silverback wolf weird chicken Tyrannowulfus Rex. I'm going to call it that <laughs> oh, now. Tyrannowulfus Rex. There's a silver one. And that guy's important because if you get near him, 
he will sound off and call more. Right. Yeah. And so if you can lead him and his buddies to the fight, that's more runes for the knights to grind up for you. And there's also a dragon knight on on yeah. horseback toward the left of the of the battle, right? Yes. And for some reason, he's just patrolling up and down the cliff side, right? Mm-hmm. So the silverback, the silver fox, the silver weird silverback Tyrannowolfus Rex. <laughs> he he is not at the battle. You're gonna have to go a little yeah. further up the the hill. And he's on the left-hand side, right in front of like a, a stake small America cliff, right? Yeah, yeah. And there's a stake of America there, exactly. Um, so you can bring them down. And so I believe, if I remember correctly, you get sixteen thousand runes um, per battle. Yeah. If everybody dies, and you can kind of help along with that as well, right? Mm-hmm. Because yeah. there are times that the weird dogs win, and there are times that the soldiers win, and if you want to complete it, then you're going to have to murder some people. You yeah. know? But yeah, that's sure. probably the only time you ever have to get involved in that. Like, you, I honestly don't... Because of how, like, completely upscale this guy I've made has become, I use that as, like, a, a beta test for new spells. <laughs> God, <laughs> that's horrible. That's actually not a bad idea, to be honest. You know? Because they're kind of consumed with fighting each other that... Half the time they don't even know you're there. You know? <laughs> yeah. So that's that's an interesting thing, and like I said, that is more passive than the other one that we mentioned first, because the other one you actually have to go and hunt down and kill these NPCs, these characters, these enemies. This one you're kind of baiting everybody to fight each other, and Jen, you can just Johnny did it. Yeah, you can just yeah. literally sit on one of the ledges and just watch the fight. Um, so once they're all dead, again, you have to go back to the state of, of grace that's r- right there and, and just respawn. restart and mm-hmm. respawn and mm-hmm. restart the fight all over again. So, you know, uh, that one is going to yield a lot of runes over an hour, right? Mm-hmm. So that is kind of your mid rune farming, right? Um, the last one is probably the easiest but the hardest to get to. There are a couple hoops, and especially because there's a very, very, very controversial character at the beginning of the game. His name is White Mask Pier or something like that. Controversial? You just bro, just said controversial. Yes, he is controversial. You know why? No, I agree with you. I agree with you. Because the first thing he says when you come out and like, oh, wow. This is the magical world of Elden Ring. Yeah. I can't wait to start my adventure. Ha! Look at that noob. He's maidenless. Maidenless. No maiden. How are you not going to be like, did no this maidens? dude just try to roast me? I'm going to kill him. It's horrible, bro. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. And you know what? Eli did kill him. And oh, my and now God. He, and now he can't go to that rune farm. <laughs> He screwed me over. I want, bro. The so, moment I'm, oh my god. So, ladies and gentlemen, let Eli's situation be a a um, teachable moment. A teachable moment. A warning. A uh, yeah, one of those things. Do not kill the white mask, dude. Well, you know what? You shouldn't probably kill anybody. Well, I mean, unless they're enemies, you know, except like, for the white like mask, merchants, dude. and you know the NPCs that well, you, you kind eventually of kill him. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But, but yeah, I know. But, need to go on. but here, here's he the thing. You. 
Eli went ahead and out of spite just you know, wanted to murder the guy, you know. Now, he does drop a lot of stuff. I, Not I will see that. really. He drops about, what? what is it? He drops about. He just drops some bloody fingers. But if but you actually. he drops runes, though. He yeah, drops but... quite a number of runes. I think like 30,000 runes. What? No. Something like no. that. That's only, that's only when, because he becomes a pre-boss fight when you're going to Mogwin's palace. That's where he starts dropping more stuff. Mm-hmm. Okay. I got rid of him before he could do any more stupid uh, okay. crap. Yeah. So, uh, point point is, don't kill the guy. Because you're going to meet up with him a little bit later, and he's going to take you on what's called Varen's Quest. Stow right? your pride. <laughs> and so, like I said, the third one, probably the easiest to rune farm, but you're going to have to do a, a number of steps to get it. You have to complete Varen's Quest, which means you have to go find a bloody cloak, right? No, you have to find a cloak first, and then you have to take the cloak and dip it in the the blood of a maiden, yeah. right? So there, that's going to take you a little bit of time. Um, Especially I think because of the Sauron's eye of madness. Yes. Madness. <laughs> so there, there is that thing where there's a tower, a flaming tower, that if you are in its gaze, I guess... You right. start going mad. You start going mad. <laughs> and crazy. eventually, if you let the madness overtake you, you will die. Yeah. So, it, like I said, it's not the hardest quest, but it's a time-consuming quest. It probably takes you about 30 to 45 minutes to complete somewhere on there. Or maybe less. Not even. If you have a pretty decent build, maybe 15, 20 minutes at best. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, but it's I, just a matter of it's still worth it. really getting to where you need to go. And it's still worth it because once you bring the stuff down, you have to give he's gonna give you some more bloody fingers, right? And you have to invade, I think, three other players. You don't even have to win. Right. You can just and literally, you know what happened with me? I used the bloody fingers to invade, and all three times I couldn't connect to another world, but I still got through. What? Wow. That's crazy. I didn't even have to fight anybody. Wow. It literally said connecting, connecting, can't connect. I did it three times, and he gave me, what is it that he gives you again? The Not the claw mark seal. That's um that's Beast Clergyman. He cuts off. He your... gives you the something seal. It's, it's a red the seal. Pure Bloods Knight's Metal. Yeah, okay. Oh. It's that. He also cuts off your finger. He doesn't cut off your finger. He takes a bloody finger and dips that finger's blood no, into but, your open wound. Oh, I thought he, he cut off a, your, no, your pinky. No, I don't think so, at least. Either way, he's still a bastard and deserved whatever he had coming to him. <laughs> well, once he gives you that pure blood knight's metal, you can go nuts. he's, he's going to tell you not to use it. Use it. Yeah, yeah. use it. Don't, don't listen to this dude. Yeah, He sucks. You, you want to use it at that point because then it's going to transport you um, underground. So you're going to be underground in Kaled. And it's going to set you up at the Grand Mausoleum entrance site of Grace. You want to jump down, and eventually you're going to go up a slope, and you're going to find kind of like a ledge. Mm -hmm. That ledge is called the Palace Approach Ledge Road. What you're going to want to do there is you, you want to make sure that your character has a bow. Because if you approach the ledge, if you look kind of straightforward but a little to the left, you're going to see one of those ravens that Andre does not like. But it's a bloody ra- It's a yeah. rot raven. Yeah, yeah, it's a big bird. 
super strong. Now you don't have to att- you don't have to fight it. You don't have to attack it. You are sufficiently far enough that he cannot do anything to you. Mm-hmm. All you're going to do is shoot it to get its attention, and it will literally commit suicide for you. It's horrible. <laughs> it's killing itself over and over again. That's killing horrible. itself, but every time it dies, it gives you a total of 11,000 runes. Yep. 11,000 runes for an arrow's worth of work. And then there's a side of grace like right next to it. Yes. So you'll be getting like easily 100,000 like per five minutes maybe. Now, there's a it, YouTuber that estimated if you stay there for an hour doing it, you can probably hit 3 million runes. Whoa. If that you have the crazy. patience for doing that. That is crazy. To make matters even better, though, if your character has any area of effect, um, weapons or sorceries, not not even three paces away, there are a bunch of sleeping albinorics. Yeah, right to the right of that side of grace, right? Yeah. Careful with the red ones because they get kind of crazy. Yeah, but, they, they like, uh, what is it? Somersaulting? Yeah, they do like the... No, oh, no, they cartwheels. They do cartwheels. <laughs> they do horrible. cartwheels. But the problem is when they land, they're like um, porcupines. They shoot out these spikes. Yeah, blood so effect. what they do is they turn their blood into needles, I guess, and then they like cartwheel their way over to you and become like a pinwheel of death. It's horrible. <laughs> they are annoying. And if they... If you don't dodge and you take the full brunt of it, you will die in one go. So, like, just be prepared for that. And then they also shoot, like, these silvery, bloody mud shots. And they also shoot. They actually shoot the needles, too. Yeah, there's about four of them in that that particular spot, right? No. So, here's the thing. There are four in that initial area, but the silver ones... They're just normal albinorics, yes. albeit they still oh. do a ton of damage. And they're too. they're in kind of like a sleeping state, so you can pick them off relatively easily. Yeah, just uh-huh. be mindful of the red ones. Yeah, because mm-hmm. so they will start noticing. Like, hey, did you kill Phil over there? Yeah, those guys are those guys are actively patrolling the the, the area. So those are the guys you got to worry about. If you can take them out quickly, um, the other albinorics. They're kind of like asleep, so you can kind of like literally just assassinate them from behind. Yeah. yeah. Um, and they're pretty easy to take out. Like that also combined with the uh, with the huge big bird, that's like a 30, 40 plus runes also. Yeah. yeah so and then if you even want to go the extra mile, there is an extra four red albinorics actually patrolling further down Mm -hmm. and you could add them for like another easy 10 12 000 so all together if you do the 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 rot raven the sleeping albinorics with their patrol and then the patrolling ones that are that are kind of like in formation you can easily walk away with like about close to 70 Fifty to seventy thousand rooms altogether. Yep. So, th- I mean, and minimal effort, minimal effort. You know, mm-hmm. depending on how how leveled up you are and the type of weapons that you have. Um, like I said, the easiest is just to do the rot bird, right? The rot yeah. raven. Yeah. But if you're, you know, feeling a little, yes, yeah, you're feeling ambitious. If you're feeling, you know, uh, 
Elden Ringish. Elden Ringish. You know. If you feel like Elden. you're about to become the Elden Lord in the next five then seconds, go for it. Lord. It'll add it'll add a little bit of time to your rune farming, but it'll be worth it. It will be worth it. There's also like, like an Elden rune in like just. Oh yeah, but that's the other direction. Yeah, it's also really hard to get to, especially because oh all those things that are the, there. Not even that. You thought the Albinorics were bad. There are duelists with. There are like in that one room. General Grievous. Two or three duelists with bloody helices. And you can't even see anything. It's so dark. Well, if you have a lantern like you guys well, yeah. do. But me, I did that in the dark and I actually managed to get it either way. Wow. <laughs> crazy. I keep telling you, you should probably add a, either a torch or a lantern to I'm your stubborn. Equipment. I'm stubborn like that. It, for all the good, for all this, you literally have an empty hand. You could put it in. <laughs> for all the cheese, there needs to be a balance. Oh God! You literally have. That's an empty my counterbalance. You don't even need to use an empty hand for the lantern. You could just equip it. There must be counterbalance for the cheese. Oh my God. I have, I have to hobble myself so the game can challenge me. Oh my gosh. Jesus Christ! <laughs> all right, so. That's a very, very easy way for you to level up your character very, very quickly. And so if you can do that kind of stuff, it'll actually make the game a little bit easier for you. Because now you can go back to those areas where you thought, like Limgrave and Lyurnia are <laughs> probably. the last time I visited Limgrave. No, I know. But those are, those are really the places where it's probably the easiest out of the entire map, right? So what you want to do is you want to try and level yourself up enough so that you can pass those and do everything that's on there. You know, complete all the ever goals and things like that mm -hmm. because those have bosses that will drop you certain certain weapons, certain ashes of war. Not to mention a pretty hefty amount of runes sometimes. Exactly. So these are really, really good ways to improve your character very, very quickly because you're going to need a very good character to go forward in the game. I can't believe we also forgot about one last thing in terms of rune farming. And then we'll leave it there, I guess, so we can talk about other stuff. In Grail's Dragon Barrow, I, we probably oh, yeah. went over this in the past. Yeah, I think we In did. the past one. But it, is, yeah. it bears mentioning still because you still get a crap ton of runes from it. There is a sleeping mother of all dragons. Yes, that is a, <laughs> that is a good rune farm, but boy, you have to have a lot of patience with that. Yeah. You know, because so like, explain how that one works. Jesus so I don't remember which That's kind of fort scary it is, too, right? Fort a little Fort Farrah. Thank you, Eli. Yeah, there's a there's a lost side of grace there. Not a few paces going downhill. You're going to see a huge gray sleeping dragon. And it's surrounded by like littler dragons that probably aren't as powerful, but obviously, if you aggro all of them, they will like make your life a living hell. Yeah. But the great thing about this is that it has a hitbox while it's asleep. And if you do it right and you get to that sweet spot on the tail, you can keep hitting that tail, and it will not wake up for anything. Yeah. How long did it take you to kill the dragon that way? Now, mind you, I wasn't even anywhere near where I was now. I was probably still, like, level 30, 40, or something like that. 
and I had crappy weapons. <laughs> yep. Oh, that man. took me the better part of two to two and a half hours just to kill that thing. That is, that is literally most, dedication right there. Not the most efficient farm now that I think of it. But it gives but you, you how many how many rooms? 75,000 to 80,000 rooms right off the bat. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's okay. I mean, if you got two and a half hours to spare, <laughs> I guess, you Jesus. know. Because literally, if you think about it, it is one of the you, cheesiest you do that, of all time. You could do that in the Kalid, the the palace. I forgot what it's called. Magwem right? Palace. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, you could literally do that in two minutes over there. Yeah, <laughs> to be honest. Instead, you chose two hours with the dragon. So. Oh man! <laughs> but that was before anybody knew about that room farm. So you know yeah. that was early days. So yeah, but. Again, if you choose to want to kill a dragon for two and a half hours, or at least hit his tail for two and a half hours, I mean, her um, tail. Get a dragon heart anyway, so it's kind of worth it. Go I to guess. go to Drayol's dragon barrel. Yes, and uh, find that huge. He's huge, right? He's yeah. ginormous. It's the biggest dragon you will probably ever meet. Well, there is another dragon that, but we'll get to that later. I don't. Do you don't you don't fight that one? He's just kind of like. Oh well, yeah, that one too. That yeah, one's there are huge. plenty of dragons that you can fight in this game. Yeah, that's just facts. Yeah, but like between those two, those are probably the biggest you will ever see. That's debatable. There's one that you guys haven't even gone to. But that's okay. that's besides the point. That's besides right. the point. Let's talk about weapons because mm-hmm. weapons. <sighs> Elden Ring is a, is is not a strange game, but it's a game that. Even though you're leveling up, the reason you level up is not to make your weapon stronger. The reason you level up is to give you better hit points, to give you better um, focus points, to give you better stamina, and to be able to allow you to use these weapons, right? To their fullest capacity. But, like, for example, if you're if you're building a character and you're adding strength, the the normal thinking would be, oh... Since I'm getting stronger, my attacks will be more powerful. And that's not exactly the case with Elden Ring. Because the weapons have their own scalability themselves. And that is how you make these weapons more powerful. So, you know, all the stats that you're doing in terms of leveling up actually allow you to be able to use these mid-game and end-game weapons to greater effect... But really, what you want to do is you want to really scale up those weapons themselves, right? Yep. Yeah. So let's talk about some of the weapons that we found mid-game so far. Um, We've mentioned a couple, but I'm going to let you guys talk about it right now. So the weapon... So I've come very, very, very far. Maybe not like... Because Eli's always telling me, there's still more guys you got to fight. You, you, do, you, you, you haven't done anything yet. You yeah. reached middle game. You reached middle game. Yeah, out of, out of all three of us, you're probably the furthest ahead. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But to even get there, I'm still using the meteorite, uh, the staff. meteorite staff that I got at the very beginning of the game. Mm-hmm. But the second thing that I got that I didn't have when we podcasted before this because when we podcasted before this i was using a regular rapier 
I yes. found a much better rapier. Jesus. It's called the Bloody Helis. I you get it somewhere in Kalid. I don't remember exactly where though. But it is so worth it because the bleed on that is literally what got me through the Radon fight. Damn. So talk a little bit about what bleed is exactly. How is that a mechanic that works? Bleed is probably the most powerful arcane thing that you will ever come across. What you do with bleed is if a weapon has bleed, the more times you consecutively hit a boss, this causes their bleed bar to fill up. Once the bleed bar fills up completely, a massive chunk of their health gets torn off. Yep. yep. It's pretty it's, it's pretty kind of good. OP in the game, right? It, it's very OP. Only uh, short of death. Just yes. just so that everybody knows the bloody helis, you can find that in the Rith Blood ruins. It's found in a chest after you defeat the boss. Hmm. So um there you go. Okay. So that's what I used predominantly. Other stuff that I have gotten recently, but only because I'm like the game and stuff. Um, I also got, if you're a faith dude and you just want like a yes, sword sir. that completely ignores blocking most of the time, what you really want is a coded sword. Hmm. And you find that in the realm of Noxella, I believe. This would be after you defeat Radon and the Falling Star, that bastard that yes. he's been holding back, finally hits Limgrave. It's decent. Yeah. So that's somewhere in, in Leandel, right? No. no. Well, what? Yeah. Oh, no. it's in Leando. It's oh. in Leando in the royal capital. You have to look for the horse stable, climb up on top of the roof, enter the building, go down until you find a broken round table. You know what? That makes more you sense. Look for the double door, and inside that room is where you find this uh, sword. Okay, yes. Yeah, so you know what? My mistake then. Um, it's a straight stuff. sword. Yeah. Yeah. And and that's the thing about it because you know there there's so many great weapons in the game. That you know, it it almost gets a little daunting trying to figure out where everything is, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, um, so that's one thing I've also gotten. Um, in terms of other weapons, um, I mean, in terms of like things you really, really want, um, along the way, I eventually picked up the Moon Veil. I don't even remember how I got it. I was like, oh wait, that's the Moon Veil. Oh, I got it. Nice. <laughs> I still have to get that weapon because I'm a samurai. So a moon veil, the moon veil katana. But apparently there's a better version of the moon veil. Right? That I got recently. That's Thank the, you, Eli. the bloody, bloody veil. Rivers of blood. The rivers uh, of blood katana. That's uh, basically uh, like a little bit. It's definitely the a middle bleed game. katana. Yes, it's yes, crazy. Katana. It's the most common, commonly used weapon other than like maybe bloodhound fang. Or Sword of Night and Flame. And there, there's a bunch of good weapons, yeah. I currently am using the Sword of Night and Flame. Um, right now, that's that's pretty my pretty much my main weapon. Although I've kind of changed my character a bit. 
um, because I started out as a samurai, and as a samurai, naturally, you kind of want to do melee and kind of scale that one. Mm-hmm. But recently, especially fighting certain bosses, I've, we're done. Yeah, we're done. I've, I've come around to the <laughs> fact that you know what, <laughs> having a magical magical weapon has its benefits bro there is know? a lot more you gotta see like the sword on iron flame is like really op because it can like cheese enemies super easily and it has two different attacks right yeah it has the it has the fire flame. attack yeah and then what's the other one the kamehameha yes, wave which exactly. is literally the best attack you can do in the game there's like a bunch of good weapons yeah the uchi gutana is a starter weapon that you should definitely stick to uh, stick to like for all of early game because it's oh, literally crazy. Mm-hmm. And there's this really cool weapon that I want you to get because it's super cool. Um, in Leyendo, the royal capital, you have to kill the draconic tree sentinel to get inside there. But another one, oh god, there's like a sword, there's like a, a statue of like a sword, or no, it's on the dragon's tail. If you go, no. <laughs> okay, hold on. Wait, I think I know what you're talking about. There's a spear that apparently impaled the dragon or something like that, and there's actually a way you can get onto that. I already got that spear. There's also another weapon, actually. That oh, I'm, okay. On a lightning bolt, there's like this weird lightning bolt. If you walk onto the lightning bolt... Is it gold? Bolt, huh? It's gold. Yeah, I got that. If you go up there, you'll get the bolt of Grand Sacks. I don't think it's... Are you sure yeah. that's what that is? Because yeah, what I is. got was something different. The bolt of Grand, uh, Grand Sacks, it's... Um, let me let me show you real quick. But basically, it's a really cool weapon that, like... It's, it is a spear. It's an ancient lightning spear um, that basically you can wield it. Actually, yeah, that's it. I have that. That is crazy powerful because, you know, it... it so, you know what? You're right, yeah. When you use it, you fly up into the air, and it starts uh, turning into, like, real lightning... And then you shoot it at the person, and you're literally just throwing lightning at a person. Like, I need to show you it, but it's really, really cool. So apparently there's two ways you can get this. You can you can beat Godfrey, the first Elden Lord. Godfrey. Um, Godfrey, you know, and you can walk up the spear. This is what you were talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, you can also obtain it when you first get to Liendel. Um, there's a way that you have to go through the... East Capital Rampart Grace, go out to the west door, follow the path south to the left, write it down. I mean, there's this one is a lot of platforming to get to, um, but it, you you don't have to fight anybody. So you know, one way is well, you fight the boss, which you're gonna have to do anyway, right? But the other way is you have to do a lot of platforming. It's kind of like when we were trying to go, when we went underground and th- we had those chariots that we had to kind of traverse yeah. and all that stuff. Um, the second way is infinitely much harder to get to mm-hmm. just because of all the things that you have to do. Um, but but it, it it sounds like an awesome yeah. weapon. And it goes well with like the incantations. There's like this dragon that you still have to beat called the Dragon of Lansax or whatever, Lansax, where basically he shoots lightning and crap. He oh, is that some... the one that was in that video? No, it's oh, no, it's much not? worse. Oh. Um, oh, God. I don't want to fight it. <laughs> there are, like, harsh dragons, like, crazy harsh dragons. But if you combine it with that, you can shoot lightning bolts at people like crazy. You're just going to be the wielder of, like, 
there's Jesus. A, there's a video that that's like that shows how to how to quote unquote be Raiden in Elden Ring, and it's literally everything that I just mentioned. It's crazy, but yeah. Anyway, all right. So th- there you have it in terms of those weapons. Um, if you're looking at, you know, staffs, um, I think we we've, we've already said that you can kind of get through almost the entire game with the meteorite staff. The meteorite yeah. staff is something that you can get so very, very early on, but it continues to be, even through mid-game, um, one of the most powerful staffs that you can get. So you really should try and make a beeline toward the, the meteorite staff to try and get that, because especially like, if you're going to use sorcery, that's a really good staff to use. Like, even after I killed Reynala, because that is also a thing I did, I'm going to let you guys know about my progress in a little bit, but, like, when I got her staff, Eli told me it was good, but, like, when I actually compared the two, I'm like, no, it's really not. The meteorite staff is kind of better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the scepter. There is a possible better one, but this is more of late game. Is Lusat's scepter? Um, I have that too. Yeah, that is the Glintstone staff. Lusat's Glintstone staff. That is supposedly a really, really good staff if you want to do max damage. It can scale up to S on that. Where where the the meteorite or the meteorite staff can do as well, but um, you need fifty two intelligence, at least ten strength to do that. It hits five tier on intelligence at plus three. Damn. So that's good. Wait, you can you can upgrade that stave? That one you can. You can't do it with the meteorite staff. Wow, I didn't. But not the Lusat's glint staff, glintstone staff, you can. Um, oh, no wonder. So that's that's another another staff that people who are kind of magic users would want to kind of get. But again, that's more late game than anything. And we're kind of talking mid game right now. Mm -hmm. So mid game, the meteorite staff is still the best staff to use. That doesn't change from our last time when we were talking about staffs um, early game. You can continue using that staff perfectly because, again, that scales to S as well. You know, Um, no, it's already at S, I believe. If I remember correctly, not in my case. Okay, I'm not gonna lie. But maybe there's I I don't know. But that one is a really really good, the best staff that you can get until you get to Lusat's Glintstone staff. Mm. All right. Um. So those are the weapons in mid game. Is there any other weapons that we need to talk I mean, about of note? I mean, you have um, a weapon that is a sword that switches off to a weapon. Oh, the, the Nox is. flowing blade? That's just kind of a, hey, look, it's a blade that's somehow liquid. Yeah. Okay. The Bloodhound Fang is definitely really good. It's something that you should use from early game to middle game because it's basically like the meteors. And you get staff. that in Leonia, right? Uh, is Limgrave. You just kill Blood Knight, Bloodhound Knight, Darywell. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you have that's found in the Evergoal, right? Yeah. Okay. Um. So there, So there you go. That one, though, however, you need, that's a heavy weapon, right? So you need a certain amount of, I think, strength, strength. to be able to wield that. I so think it's just, also dex strength for some dex. reason. Yeah. Yeah. Like 17 so, or 16. Again, this is where, you know, leveling up kind of plays into, you know, how you use the weapons. Because the blood, what is it called? The bloodhound fa- fang? Yeah. The blood yeah. fang? Bloodhound fang. The bloodhound fang. 
Um, it's a curved sword, and it's a very, very powerful weapon, but in order to use it, you have to be at a certain level. So, you know, again, leveling doesn't make the weapon powerful. Leveling kind of makes you be able to utilize the weapon. It actually also kind of yeah. does make the weapon more powerful because mm-hmm. if you notice when... But it's very, very minimal. Yeah, minimal. it's it, minimal. You're, you're talking about what gains of maybe one or two points every time you level up. Yeah. Yeah. What you really want to do in terms of uh, leveling up uh, weapons is using smithing stones, right? They're applicable. Yeah, that's the big thing, you know, and those things, they're different type of smithing stones. Um, They're numbered, right? So you have smithing stone one, two, three, four, five. Then you go into somber smithing stones, which are more for the legendary weapons, right? Um, And so there's also a thing where you can level up your ashes of war your summons mm, yeah characters. that's very important yes and so one thing that we've learned especially getting into mid game is the importance of your ashes of war summon summon characters right um we started out i think we recommended you the wolf it's not gonna work yeah anymore. well wolf is good when you're first starting out yes okay yeah we are way past that <laughs> oh, yeah. okay mm. because at this point you know, if you use the wolves, they um, can stagger, but they just don't last. Right, they and don't. they and they don't do more much damage. The way I see them, they're kind of like that gnat or that fly that's kind of buzzing in your ear. <laughs> they're more Basically. of a nuisance for the boss, which sometimes can help, right? Because it, the boss then aggro's to the wolves. The problem is, like you said, the wolves they don't tank hits. They get hit and they're done. So um, wolves maybe were good at early game, but we are way past that. And so we found a number of Ash of Wars, Ashes of Wars that are really, really worth your time. Um, my personal favorite right now is Lutrell the Headless, right? She is a, a an Ash of War. I forgot where you, forget where you get in. I'll find out for you guys. But she is good because she's kind of like a all-around character. Um, she's got really good heavy armor, so she tanks a lot of hits, especially if you level her up with um, ghost glove words, right, which yeah. are usually found in caverns, right? Um, she also has the ability to do ranged attacks with her spears. And if need be, she also carries a heavy sword, which does... Uh, an insane amount of damage when you the when it gets up to a boss very very close so that's my personal favorite but there are others and there are better ones as well i just haven't gotten them um aj's gotten a number of them that he can tell us about well one of the first things i started using after i defeated the um well, actually, not after I defeated them. After I started seeing that the wolves were kind of like, meh, I kind of used the demi-human ashes every now and again just because they had like an extra two dudes and they do just slightly a little bit more damage. And I don't remember if they staggered or not. But they did bump it up a little bit. The next one I started using after that, albeit again very briefly, was the um, Ancestor Spirit Ash, where you get like the Viking 
and he shoots like an arrow, he can be somewhat accurate. But again, he's best used at a distance. If they get close up, nah. I'm sorry. They're not ashes of war. We we made a critical. They're spirit ashes. Yeah. Yes. So um, there you go. Sorry about that, guys. Yeah, hmm. spirit ashes. Um, what I've been using nowadays, when she is reliable and locking on to the right person, Lutul the Headless is probably one of the best. Aside from that, and I've really just personally tried to go without this one for as long as possible because I genuinely don't like wasting the 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 red the the crimson flask just so I could summon this guy. The mimic tier is actually admittedly pretty good depending on what you know you give it because basically what the mimic tier is 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 just you. Yeah. A clone. It's a, it's You're a summoning clone you. a clone of you. And like like I said, like I tried Luatil against this one boss. Kind of worked. Not the greatest, though. Once I put the Mimic tier in and scaled him up to at least plus seven and gave him the very specific loadout, it made fighting this boss a hundred thousand times more easier. Mm-hmm. So the Mimic tier, though, where you can find this guy... You find him in the Eternal City Nakron. Um, you fight him as a boss first, and then eventually you kind of have to do like this winding pathway downwards. Um, you know, it's, it's a couple of turns. I, I highly recommend looking up a walkthrough just to get to it. Um, eventually, it will be locked behind a stone sword key area, I think. Once you do that, so make sure to have a stone sword key with you. You open that, boom, mimic tear ashes. Mm-hmm. Um, or, yeah, spirit ashes. You're going to need ghost glove wart. There's a difference. Grave glove warts are for dudes like the skeletal militiamen, the wolves. If you want to do, if you want to scale up spirit ashes like. Luatul, um, Ro- uh, Omen Killer Rolo, and the Mimic Tear, you'll need to use Ghost Glove Ward Ashes. There is a difference. Yes, and they're always found underground, kind of like... Uh... Unless you want to undergo the arduous task of getting the bell bearings for these, <laughs> which I've done, and it kind of makes my time a little easier because now I ha- all I have to do is just farm up the runes, buy it, and, you know, I don't have to go searching for love it. wart hunting. Yeah, I know. Mm. But it's just some of the bosses you fight for these things are like, God, they're so annoying. Yeah. <laughs> so Lutel the Headless, you can find in the Weeping Peninsula. You got to head towards the uh, Tombsward Catacombs, and you have to find a mini boss, right? The... I forgot what the, the person is. It's a shade. Cemetery shade. Cemetery shade. Cemetery shade. Cemetery shade is not the hardest boss to fight. Not at all. Um, if it's in the Weeping Palencia, no. Yeah, it, it's Tell not me. at all. Uh, the only thing you have to worry about is that it does teleport. 
Um, so, you know, it's not a, and it's a pretty quick shade, right? Mm-hmm. So that's the only thing. But once you get that, um, that, that mini boss you drops can. the spirit ash of Lutel. With melee, you can cheese her. Yeah. Knee. You know? Mm-hmm. So he's, he's a, that's a place. You mentioned where you can get the mimic tier. The mimic yeah. tier is kind of harder to get. Yeah. Um, and it's more late game. It's I like it's say like late game. it's like on the the border of mid game, late game type of thing. Right? I wouldn't no, even say, say that say either. That? It's That's mid. Early. Really? Really? Yeah. Okay. Well, it's I not would, early I wouldn't game. say early game. If it's, it's after if it's game. after Radon, it's early game. If I had to level up a little bit more just so that I can go through. Uh, no. If you're not Akron with ease, if it's not like after or before, like around Margaret's point, and then it's not considered mid game. It's nowhere near Margaret's point, dude. So then no. it's early game. I would consider that early game because mid game you have to fight uh, all these other bosses. Mainly, like mid game is like Melania, Melania, Godskin duo, etc. That's mid game. Okay. Okay. Well, fair enough. And then end game is like. The two two main bosses. The the other the other spirit ash that we would recommend and AJ did mention it before is the Omen Killer Rolo. Um, that that dude is pretty good. I mean, he's I've never got, actually used him. He he is. <laughs> Bro. He's got huge swords and he attack. He jumps and he stamps. I mean, he does a lot a lot of damage. So you know, he may not be as tanky as Lutel. But he does infinitely more damage. So if you want a guy that's really, really aggressive that will cause a lot of damage to the boss that you're fighting, he's probably a guy that you would like to like to get. Um, you'll find him in East Altus. You have to get to the Divine Tower over there, um, and you're you don't have to do much to get him. You got to find two two Fell Twins. Oh, I hate those guys. But you know, it's not the, the worst thing in the world. Um, but I think the the reward is definitely worth the effort because he is he is definitely um a straightforward just beast, just going at these people, you know, going at the bosses and stuff. Now the the thing that you're going to have to recognize is that in we've we've recommended Omen Killer Rolo, we've recommended Lutel the Headless. And we've also recommended Mimic tier, right? Um, it's important to note that, especially with Lutel and Omen Killer, you're going to need a lot of FP to use them. I believe they're plus 100 at least to 100 use them. Or, 100 or 130 or so more. in that range, right? Yeah, 113 So you're going to want to, you know, level out your FP as much as possible if you're going to use them, okay? The Mimic tier is different because... Instead of using FP, it's using HP. And I think it uses what? like It uses nearly your whole health right. bar. It, it, is, it is a substantial amount. So you're going to have to make sure that you're going to have the, the appropriate flask to use right after you summon him. Because you're not going to be left with a lot of health. You know, Those sacred tears get those golden seeds. Yes. Yeah. Now, the, the important thing about the mimic tier is that, like AJ said... You can, it's an exact copy of the character that you're using, which, if you do it right, you can strategize with that. Mm-hmm. Because 
um, what you could do, it's an exact copy of when you summon them. So if you want to add some extra armor to the to the the mimic tier, or if you want to give it like a a sorcery weapon and make that its main weapon and stuff like that, you can do that. And then once he's summoned, you can transition to your normal fighting, and you have two copies of yourself, but using different type of attacks. Mm. So you know that's a, that's a really good way that you can use the mimic tier and utilize it to the best you know, version, if you don't want an exact copy of yourself, you can kind of change it up and, and you know, make him a little different so that you're doing two different attacks at the same time, you know? So, like, those are some of the spirit ashes. Some of the main ones you want to use, there's, like, three three of them other than the Mimic tier because the Mimic tier is really good. Mm-hmm. Some of the really good ones are the Black Tish. Yes, we didn't even speak about that one. She is very, very fast. Yeah, she you know? is really, really good. She like does crazy bolting, uh, bolting attacks, which are really good. To so she's not as bosses. she's not as tanky as the other characters, mm-hmm. but it doesn't matter because she's so fast you can't even get a hit yeah. on her. And her attack stats are crazy; they're through the roof. Another one is the dung eater uh, puppet. Mm-hmm. Crazy strong. It's recommended like literally for mid game to end game. It's crazy strong. Um, it's like basically has really good. It has decent range, more melee, I believe so, if I'm not wrong. But it's it's really good overall. Third one I would say is uh, ancestor ancestral spirit because believe it or not, that's considered a really good um, ranged. I guess. Is like that the one? That's what. That's the one I told you about. The Viking. Oh, okay. Those guys. The the ones uh, that you they're use. very accurate. They're really good with, uh, and and that's like that's one of the bot. that's one of the positives because there are some arches on that spirit ash list mm-hmm. that are horrible in horrible. terms of accuracy, yeah. but the the ancestral they're very very good and if you ever come across them in either where is it again in is it Lierna? Uh, no, no, it's, it's in the, the lake underground. It's underground. The, one of the rivers. Oh um, yeah, yeah, the river of um oh gosh. It's in the underground. No, but there's one. There's another one where they're. Oh well, yeah. Top. They they can also be found in Altus. Plateau. There you go. There you go. Thank you. I mean, no, 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 no. I'm sorry. No, that's totally wrong. Is Lee is still the Lyonia, the lakes area. Right. So Just then. it's kind of like on the border of that and the Altus Plateau. It's near that Erd tree in the northeast of Lyonia. Yeah, and it's it's headed upwards, right? Mm-hmm. You're going into the mountains of Lyonia there. And the fourth one. Uh, is I don't even remember the name of it, but I keep hearing about it. Um, it's like the Knight of... No, you have to kill the Knight of Loretta to get this Ash of War or whatever. And I'm pretty sure it's like... Um, shoot, I keep forgetting what it is, but it's like the um, Loretta what, what Ash they, of War. What do they look like? Um, I'm about to pop it up real quick. Um, but it's like a... It's a knight. I don't know. It's not the Leandal Soldier, is it? Or the Godric Soldier? Uh, the no. banished knight Oleg. No, no, I have him. I've never used him. The ancient dragon knight Kristoff. I heard no. that guy is. It's basically a land all night. He's good, but not like super, super, super good. He's just like. It's basically land all nights are annoying, but they're kind of good. <laughs> Loretta, um, it's the Loretta knight, uh, knight of the Halic tree. That's the name of the ash? 
No, that's the boss. But I don't know what the ash is. I'm pretty sure there's an ash there. But I don't remember what it is. But, I mean, either way, it's still really, really good. Um, It has some pretty sick... If you kill her, she has some pretty sick weapons. But that's it. Royal Knight Loretta? Royal Knight Loretta. Is Sorry, I was wrong. Well, no, but that's not... That's the one you find in... Yeah, she's the boss. Leonia of the Lakes. Loretta, Knight of the Hallig Tree. Yeah, that sounds like the... Drops 440,000 runes. I don't want to fight that person. <laughs> that means it's a terrible fight. Oh. Yeah. I mean, apparently it doesn't say anything. Maybe I'm wrong. I'm, I'm probably wrong, actually. But I remember seeing a video on it. I don't I don't know. It doesn't matter anyway. That's okay. uh, that's a that's a boss you can fight for I think an Ash of War or a Spirit of War. I forgot. But yeah, that's it. Okay. Anyway, for me. All right. Let's talk about some of the bosses that we've met up so far. Progress. Yes, let's let's go God. with the progress because the last time that we spoke, we were going toward um Godric, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. I should go last. I'm just gonna say that now. Okay. Well, no, you should you should actually because you've done most of most of the things. So, Are you know, you sure, yeah, it's overwhelming. I'll just say mines real quick. I only killed like um, what is it, Margit, Rolf, Godric, Rolf, and Rolf, Rolf is so easy. Rolf, I don't know why you were saying it was hard. It because it is hard. It isn't. Rolf, I beat him it, five tries. It's so easy. It was so simple. Bro. Okay. For those of you who don't know who Rolf is, because Eli has a severe problem with me calling the Red Wolf of Radagon simply Radagon. Radagon I've is, he is not Radagon. To Rolf. He is not Radagon. Radagon Wolf. Rolf. He is not Radagon at all. If you know what Radagon is, then you know what Radagon is. He he was annoying to me because he um, goes around the room and he has these like I've beat him five ranged times. attacks that like he does all these somersaults too, yeah, but it's so simple to dodge. All you got to do is just. Learn I think my my issue was, and he's he's kind of one of the reasons why I went to a ranged attack with my character. Him? Yeah, he's one. Of, he's one of the reasons. I mean, whatever. you know, because um, getting up close to him, he's he's super quick. He's he's kind of elusive and stuff like that. He does the damage where he's jumping up and down. Yeah, you have to dodge him and you have to kind of master that and stuff like that. It's not bad. But as as a melee character, I was having trouble with him. And so that's why I kind of switched off and made the decision to make my character also ranged as well. That's when I went out, got the it's, meteorite staff. And when I went back, he was way easier than before. It's it's just you a know? matter of um, dodging because it's like I meleeed him. It also he, helps like, to have yeah. um, spirit ashes that will control his aggro. Yeah. That'll direct it toward the spirit that's, ashes. That's why I went for the wolves. What did you use? Um, What did I use? I... Th- I think I did use the wolves also, mm. but I had leveled them up. But the problem with them is that, again, they yeah. were very, very quick to die. They don't yeah, last. They, they don't last. So, I mean, so, I, I get what you're saying. Yeah, but the but once I switched to, like, a ranged attack method for him, it was a lot. and It was still a, not the easiest fight because I wasn't leveled up all that way. But it was a much better fight, and I eventually beat. If you think that's a harsh melee fight, just wait until you fight. Oh, I'm Melania. sure. I'm sure. You know. <laughs> so I've I'm up Good to I'm, yeah. I'm up to Radon. 
Radon. Radon. Radon is the character that I'm. I'm kind of itching to kill right now. I've beaten. Same. I've beaten Godfrey. I've beaten a lot of. You've beaten. I mean, not Godfrey. Godric. I'm sorry. Okay. Um, I've taken out pretty much all the mini bosses and the Evergoals down in Lingrave mm-hmm. and Liernia. Um, and so I've I've taken out the mag the magma worm. I still can't do that. That's crazy. Magma that worm Makar. Yeah. I beat that one. Did you do it ranged? I did it ranged, yeah, and I also used. That's the best used, way to do it. And I, I also use Lutel. Well. I use Lutel. Lutel, yeah, because Lutel was causing crazy damage to that's that. That's crazy, thing, you know. I can't even do that. So yeah. I beat that one, and so now Radon is in my sights. I just can't find a way to do it just <laughs> yet. Crazy, but bro. We found out that there's kind of an easy way to do it, right? We haven't done it yet. Cheese him, but. So Radan is a soldier in Kaled also, right? You have to get to Kaled over there. It's in the is Red he, Main Castle. Yeah. Right so what you do is um literally at the site of grave at the site of grave. Site of grace. Usually it is a grave. Site <laughs> <laughs> of grace at that is um at the impassable bridge site. Literally a few paces off is a portal. You go through that portal, go a few paces forward and to the right, you find a lost side of grace. You go even more forward, you find a bunch of maybe some of your favorite NPCs like Blade, Blade. and Alexander, Alexander the, Joe, the Warrior the Jar, and all those guys, and they're preparing for a festival. What yeah. festival is this? This is the festival of the mightiest demigod of the shattering. Yes, sir. Radon. The true goat, bro. The true goat. And it's it's kind of it's kind of interesting because like <laughs> I feel so bad for that horse. Oh no, that's you horrible. Know, that thing is malnourished. Radon is such a huge dude. <laughs> he is probably he's five times the size of that horse. Yeah, he's probably like a sixty to seventy foot character, right? Oh man, somewhere around there. He is he is huge and he's big also. Horse and is crushed. Technically, it's not actually because uh, I think I found this out from our cousin Hafa. Um, Radon specifically uses gravity sorcery so that he is able to ride that horse. Hmm. Yeah, and like <laughs> it's it's kind of sad, you know. Like here he is, this once great warrior. His mind got infected by Melania's rot, and now he's just kind of wandering a desert, eating people he may have once known. Damn. <laughs> and like all at the same time, holding off bastard from the void mm-hmm. in the sky <laughs> he he is uh he is metal to say the least yes mm-hmm. so he he's not an easy character and there's a reason why you can summon all those other warriors at that festival because you're going to need them um and even even with that they fall pretty quickly, right? Yeah. Like yeah. usually, usually you probably have like a minute or two of them fighting before he en- ends up killing them off. The good thing is, is that you can respawn them. You just have to find out where the respawn point is for a lot of those characters, right? Um, he has two phases, right? Mm-hmm. So if you get him down to the middle, um, he kind of he kind of 
checks out for a little bit. Um, he kind of flies off. Force jump. Yeah. Oh, man. But he comes back as a comet. Now this is the I know this is the part where you can kind of cheat the game, I guess, right? Because what 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 players around the internet have kind of figured out is that the fight occurs kind of like on a beachy area, right? It's like a, a weird Silent Hill reverse hell type beach, right? It's red skies and everything. If you can position yourself close to the shore. You can kind of trick Radon to comet into the water and drown himself. There's literally <laughs> a video. There's literally a video by Shoy Miyazawa. Sorry if I butchered that name. That says how to make Radon kill himself. There you go. It's, what the hell? Why would you put it that blunt? Damn. Well, I I just said he would. Bruh. He just committed suicide. You yeah. know. Um. So he he literally will fly back as a comet into the ocean and just die. Now, we haven't done it yet because yeah. we we just got put on to this kind of like trick. Last minute. Last minute. And Eli was trying, but he's his character is a little bit weaker than ours and yeah. stuff. So he had a little bit of difficulty. But we're definitely going to try it. I know I am because I still haven't beaten him. I can't do it anymore. Yeah, you beat him already. <laughs> you beat him the right way. I'm going to fake the funk and do it this way, you know. <laughs> yeah. But it's an interesting thing. And and so that's the beauty of Elden Ring because there are exploits that you can kind of find and you can kind of mess around with and stuff. Um, but there are a lot of other characters that we fought so far, right? So um, we fought, what's that witch? The one in uh, the Royal, the, the Rhea Academy? That's Renala. Renala. So well, I fought Renala. I fought her too. I beat her. Oh, you did? Yes, I did. Oh, cool. I beat her. And I used her to kind of rejigger my my uh character. Because once you beat Renala, she gives you the ability to kind of change your character. Yes. You know, that's the only time you could do it. And you can kind of refocus your your level points. So let's say, you know, you've kind of during the thing, um, added too much in, in, I don't know, faith, and maybe you want to redirect that to mm-hmm. either intelligence or dexterity, she gives the ability to do that. Yeah. You know? She also gives the ability to change your character completely. So... <laughs> have a host. Yeah. So she's she's not as difficult of a fight, right? She can be annoying because she has two phases that are very distinct from each other. So the first phase, you walk into like a library, and she's got all these. Um, what are those maidens? Or they're like crawling librarians. Yeah, and they're all bewitched by her, and they have the ability to throw books at you with <laughs> telekinesis. With telekinesis, you have to find the one to kill it because Renala is kind of floating above, and she has she has the shield, and as you kill the very specific librarians that are throwing books, eventually the shield breaks and that's when you can go and attack Renala. Once you get it down to, I think, half health health points? No. You actually, she gets a second health bar. Okay, so you, you kill her all the way then, You have to completely take down her first health bar. Okay. Then Ronnie intervenes and it's like, hey, you're, uh, you're, you're messing with my... Was, is Ronnie... 
the mother of Rinala or is Rinala the mother of Ronnie? I, I never it's was one of those two. Yeah. But basically she steps in and is like, Okay, fam, I, I got you. And then that's when you get to the second stage. Yeah. Which is in a totally different place, totally different dimension, and totally different attacks. Because now you're fighting <laughs> you're fighting you're fighting the boss, and she has the ability to summon other people, right? <laughs> she gets a, a moon, a lunar spirit bomb. Yeah. So she's a little tougher than the first stage, but you can get past it. You know, you just have to really roll very well. And again, ranged attacks probably work best on her, right? Yes, yeah. especially so, during the second phase. So once it, once you do, though, um, you get the ability to, like I said, kind of change your character based on what you're doing at that point um so you can take some points from here and add them to there and stuff so she's actually kind of useful in that sense um any other bosses that of note that we should talk about mid game let me tell you a story <laughs> it's a story Jesus Christ. so of a kid named aj once upon a time, there was a character <laughs> known as J.A.C. This guy existed in the PS4 version. Now, to make things nice and cinematic, you're probably getting the distinct feeling that my other character, who was once known as Dio Heisenberg, oh, no, don't <laughs> blazed don't way no, no, past J.A.C. No, no, so... To make this nice and cinematic and within the Elden Ring universe, I'm going to say that oh Dio Heisenberg appeared to JAC in the oh form of a bloody finger, and he just assassinated him. And he's gone forever. Where do you come up with this stuff? <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> hey, it's within the, the bounds of Elden Ring. That's a totally plausible thing that could happen. Oh, no, that's not a plausible thing. Javier Amado, <laughs> Dio Heisenberg, Eli, you're harping at the names. I'm talking about <laughs> nobody's actual- name. Dio Heisenberg, no matter what time period. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying. You're totally killing this vibe right now. All right, continue. So, suffice it to say, I just deleted this other character because he's. Dio Heisenberg, as he was once called, just completely flew past him. Um, so you probably remember in the episode where we first talked about this, I expressed very deep hesitancy fighting even Margit the Fell. I obviously beat him. I'm just going to read off my... Achievements. I've killed many other bosses aside from this and mini bosses, but just just to show you what this looks like. Margit the Fell Omen, I have his achievement. Magma Worm Makar, I have his achievement. Yes. Shard Bearer Godric, I have his achievement. Leonine Misbegotten, I have his achievement. I think I beat that one also. Maybe. Rolf, Red Wolf of Radagon, I have his achievement. Ranala, I have her achievement. Shardbearer Radon, I have his achievement. Dragon Skin Soldier of Nokella, or Nakron, I have his achievement. The Ancestor Spirit, I have his achievement. Royal Knight Loretta, not to be confused with the one with the Halic Tree. 
I have his or her achievement, probably her achievement. The Mimic Tear, because that is actually a boss you fight. I have that achievement. <laughs> the Regal Ancestor Spirit, not the Ancestor Spirit. I have that achievement. You have a lot more Bro, than I do. just flexing at this point. Yeah. Godfrey the First Bro, Elden Lord. We get it. You can I have his achievement. Show, Shardbearer Morgot. That's a nice reveal because I kind of had an antagonistic relationship with Margot. I have his achievement. Oh, my God. This one just sits so nicely here because I hated this boss fight Let so much. Is it Astel? Astel, natural born of the void. I hate him so much. Apparently, there's like easy ways to cheese him. So I don't know. I have his achievement. He's gotten way more than I do. I have two, three, four, five, six, seven. This eight, second, this second boss. Bosses that I've, I've defeated so far. So. The second boss I'm about to, this next boss I'm about to name also really sucked right next to Astel. This is the one where I had to use the Mimic tier, boost him up to seven. And this is very important for when you're fighting, um, his name is Rykard, Lord of Blasphemy. Before you go straight to fight him, once you go past the Golden Mist, off to the left, right when you go in basically, there's going to be an item there. Pick it up it's called the serpent hunters it's the serpent hunters weapon um it's basically it's the serpent hunters spear or something to that effect i will find out right now but basically what that does is when you're fighting a serpent and only a serpent yes that exactly it's called the certain hunt Serpent Hunter. Oh, okay, cool. The yeah, Serpent it's Hunter. It's a great spear. Whenever you're it's fighting a, a snake, and this is very helpful for this fight, this spear extends like five to ten times its normal length. Oh, wow. Just to hit Reichard, or rather his first form, the God-Devouring Serpent. And you just kill that. Once you get the chance with your mimic tier, because with the mimic tier, he actually does these awesome combos that just completely stagger and wreck this guy in his first phase. It does pretty, pretty good scaling. You can get a B in strength out of it. So, yeah, it's that's good. really, really good. You kill that. Oh my god, the transformation into Rykard is so disgusting. Yo, the transformation. I was curious to see your reaction on that because like some people are you like, don't realize that that snake, yeah, on its underbelly there's a head. It's crazy. built into it, so the snake just kind of goes like, and then you see the head right there. Where is where is this again? This is Volcano Manor. I haven't gotten there. I've gotten the invitation. I still haven't gotten. I've been invited to the Volcano Manor, but nobody's extended that. I got to figure out a way how to get there. I showed you how to get there. I'm going to show you again. Okay. But basically, like, and then this is the worst part. It's not, that wasn't even the worst part. When he starts going, oh, so you were good enough to beat the serpent. Maybe I should actually fight now. Dude reaches his hand into Yo. the serpent's mouth and pulls out a sword, a sword made of its like sinews and like veins oh, and crap. That's nasty. 
there's a, there's a lot of weird and nasty things in Elden Ring. I'm not gonna lie, um, but yeah, that yeah. Rykard was right next to Astel. Such an annoying fight, yeah. and it was so satisfying when I finally killed him. I was like, Arr! and then the last thing in terms of achievement bosses, I killed Elmer of the Briar. Elmer of the Briar. He's someone who can be found in the Altus Plateau. Oh, okay. But long story short, after each major boss kill, I've granted my character certain luxuries. For instance, when he first killed, I think it, oh, well, yeah. When he first killed Morgoth, I decided, you know, he's pretty old. Maybe it'll do him. I'll do him a service if I make him younger. So basically, after each boss, I decide to give him a little bit of eternal youth. What the hell? <laughs> what the hell type of crap is this? It's part of the story of this character. Benjamin Buttons. Benjamin, <laughs> He's Benjamin Buttoning his character. So, I don't know. And then he had this whole arc where he was like a Sith Lord. Oh, no. What are you doing? <laughs> He's making up his own stories in Elden Ring, yeah. basically. I like the, the outfit that you have because you're using Radon's armor, but you just found a brand new, um, I guess, mask. mask, right? I, I don't, I, what is it called, weird. Eli? The thing that comes with the rivers of blood? Okina mask. The Okina mask. And then you combine it with the White Reed's armor. Yeah. Except I'm not going to do that. You should. But you have a very interesting looking character because the Okina mask is basically an old guy. So it looks like you're a weathered soldier. From, even though from, he's from eons past. Even though he's really young. Yes. He's only going to get younger. So the young guy wears the old mask. That's interesting. Yes. So. But so, like, that works. That works. Yeah. yeah. And just to kind of wrap it up. Each bo- in in lieu with that too, I've also given him the dignity of name changes. So he was once Dio Heisenberg when I scaled him down younger the first time and the only time since actually, I made him Darth Heisenberg. <laughs> <laughs> and that's where I had him serving the beast clergyman. Oh my gosh. <laughs> He was my ma- my master. I had him for a while. But then once I started completing Ronnie's quest line, I kind of weaned off that and said, you know what? Ronnie's my new master now. You're going to regret so that. So now his next quest objective is to betray the beast clergyman oh, in the style of the Sith. That. Obviously, I'm going to do it the right way because you said if I do it the way I want to do it now, it's going to mess up my save. So I'm going to do it the right way. I don't know if it's going to mess up your save, but it's it's some crazy crap, bro. You don't even know. Yeah, but basically there's that. And then the very final thing, and then this will wrap up this character. I gave him the dignity of not giving him a meme name anymore after he killed Rykard. So now he is called... Ancanus the Wise. What the hell? Hey, you wanted an Elden Ringy name? That's an Elden Ringy Ancanus name. Ancanus the Wise? I ain't never heard of that, bro. 
in my life. Yeah, it's a fantasy name. That's weird. But I mean, whatever. It suits me. All right. Yeah, whatever. It suits your character. Anyway, on that note. <laughs> Such was the saga of Unconnus the Wise. Yes. We are going to wrap this up because we've gone a little bit over time here. But there's a lot of stuff that we needed to talk about Elden Ring. There's probably a lot more that we could talk about. And unfortunately, we don't have the time to do it. But we will come back maybe in about another month or so with a kind of an Elden Ring wrap-up, right? Um, Once we get to the end and stuff, and we'll see what happens then. Maybe we'll find some brand new stuff because with Elden Ring, it's all about discovery. It's all about finding new and inventive ways to either beat bosses or finding new weapons or, you know... There's always something. Embrace the cheese. Yes, there's always something. All right, so on that note, um, we're going to call this episode. Um, I'd like to thank you for joining us. I hope that you found some of the stuff that we spoke about informative. And we'll be back next week with another episode. But until then, I don't think we said who we were at the beginning of the episode. We were so excited to talk about Elden Ring. Well, we'll do it now. This is Walt. This might have been AJ. It might have been on Connus the Wise. Uh, Nelson. That's my name. Nelson. I don't know why. I don't know Nelson. why I chose that. I know. I mean, I just, it kind of works in the I, setting. I think I searched it up on like some random um, medieval name generator, and I just chose a random one. Yeah, Nelson. I don't like it. I wanted to go with the samurai, samurai Jack. Well, we'll beat um, Renala. You'll be able to do that name chain and even redistribute your attributes. So I called my character Shiro Tokiyama because he is a samurai. So crazy. Yeah. I mean, not crazy. It's not crazy. It's not crazy. It's not crazy. It's crazy. It's realistic. You went for like a realistic name, like title. I mean, at the same time, Nelson. That's not a Nelson. That is a pretty realistic name. Yeah. I'm the only fantasy guy here. Yeah, I wanted to change. I don't want to do realistic names. Whatever. Uh, may our... Oh, we're going straight into the, uh, the tagline, right? Wait, are we? Yeah, we are. Okay, may our incantations <laughs> cross again. I'll... I'll it works. But I'll it'll blow up. It. Either way, it doesn't matter. May your ashes of war cross again. Oh. Better. May your spirit ashes cross again. I mean, may your stake of Merica's cross again. It's actually Merita. Merita. No, it's Merica. Yeah, it's Merica. Yeah. Yeah, with a K. With a K. It is. Yes. Let me search it up. It doesn't matter. All right. Anyway, peace out, people.